Coming to you live from Sarah Z's apartment in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Here is this week's episode of Keep Your Torch Lit, the Survivor Michigan podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Sarah. And I'm Sam. And guess what? We are actually all three of us together this week. This is wow. the first time this has happened. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. We are all actually in Sarah's closet. Yeah. yeah. Because she has such a bougie apartment that her closet is, you know, just kind of like an apartment of itself. Yeah, I think this is <laughs> might be bigger than my room at Metal Frat. Oh it's definitely bigger God. than my room. <laughs> I think her room inside her apartment is bigger than my apartment. Whoa. Well, and also here as a special guest slash studio audience member, <laughs> Katarina Mazanka, future star of Survivor Mission. Yeah. yeah. Kat is Jack's Whoa. girlfriend. Spoilers. Who knows Cam? Who knows Cam? But anyways, yeah. so what have we done so far in Chicago? We've done some interesting things. We were just in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. We got our best um, Benjamin Coach Wade uh, yeah. impressions on. You'll see that on our Instagram. Yeah. Follow at Keep Your Torch Lit, KYTL Podcast on Instagram to see this beautiful picture of yeah, us. Yeah, because you know what? If you don't, then you might not be able to see the picture. And that'd be a sad day for yeah. all of us involved. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've been having a great time. We had brunch today. Mm-hmm. We watched the episode all together last night. We're going to go to escape room tonight to put all of our strategic skills together. Basically, we were inspired by the Alexes and everything they do yeah. together. And we thought we had to, like, up our game a little exactly. bit. Have the Alexes done an escape room together? Let us know, Alex. Well, they did go to the hospital together. Oh, oh wow. No. So I don't know. I, I, hopefully none of us will go to the hospital tonight. But if that happens... <laughs> We'll at least be able to be keeping up with the Alex's and, yeah. and their yeah. antics. So keep that in mind, Kat. If one of us goes to the hospital, yeah. you, you ought to be the one that takes care of us. Right. <laughs> okay, so this week's episode is called The Love Polygon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the thing. Who who said Love Polygon? It was Leia. It was Leia. Okay. So that's is that is that another unique It uh, is another unique. Yeah, yeah. see if we keep the streak of each time a new person saying yeah. the I have, title. I have noticed that the pictures on the episodes are d- of a different person every time. Oh, mm-hmm. we got a great still of Levana this time. Yeah. And the green screen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Alright, so all, all you memers out there, get some memes going <laughs> of Levana on the green screen. You can replace that green screen of anything, you know. True. Make it some sort of like mindscape. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, she is able to enter the mindscape and, yeah. and read people's minds. Some sort of like cosmic field. Like, you know those memes where it's like the brain that like keeps getting bigger and then it's yeah. like the expansion thing? Like, the last one is just Levana. Yeah. yeah, the last one is just Levana's face. <laughs> <laughs> so after Tribal, Liz was talking about how she wanted to vote out Matthew instead of Nikhil, mm. which is a little bit of tea that we got there. We got a little trouble in paradise. It definitely seems like... I'm okay, just like skipping ahead. I'm so shocked that this six person alliance stuck through another week. It yeah. seems like this is the most like fractured, chaotic six with like everybody thinks they're closer to other people, everybody hates somebody else in the alliance. I have no idea how this is still surviving. Yeah, Brittany and Mitch are both in it, and Brittany literally thinks yeah. Mitch sucks every single confessional. <laughs> I know. I love that they included another one just for mm-hmm. good measure. Just for good measure. <laughs> Yeah, Liz was saying how she doesn't feel that close to Mitch right after I think Mitch was saying like that he feels closest well, you, you to You know Liz. what? I think Liz is the closest person in the game. You know, she kind of reminds me of my mom. You know, and that's why I feel so close to her because I'm just I'm just close to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then cut to Liz. She's like, I'd be willing to get rid of Mitch. Yeah, she's willing to leave yeah. him up for adoption, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, well, first let's talk about Matthew's outfit. Because uh, Matthew... All right, you know, we got rid of, you know, a fashion icon last week <laughs> in Nikhil. You know, those Mario outfits. I think Matthew is really stepping up his outfit game this episode. Yes. It's this variety of tanks where we can just see how ripped this man is. <laughs> he also had a backwards hat oh, in one yeah. of them to really assert his bro dominance. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Boss and Rob always had kind of, like... The wife beater, so maybe he's just trying to like copy yeah. him by wearing tank tops, because he is. He does kind of view himself as Boss and Rob. He does. So, he you know. does. I think the best outfit he had though <laughs> was the one that said "Observe the Master." Observe the Master. That I just died when I saw that. Where like Matthew, all people is wearing that shirt. I mean, he is the Survivor Master at this point. He's the homicide detective. He's like he's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the raw testosterone. You can almost, like, feel it coming through the screen whenever Matthew's on there. Yeah, it just makes me want to, you know, eat some steak and go into a hot tub and, you know, maybe talk about some football. Maybe manage some girls. You know? <laughs> manage some girls. Matthew's great. I don't think we got to see a ton of Matthew in the last episode, so I was glad that we got to see mm-hmm. a little bit more I, of him in this I one. I think Matt shined this week. Absolutely. Sure. Lavana also made a little bit of a comeback. She's been kind of in the shadows in the past yeah. couple of episodes. But there's that one meeting of her where she was, like, levitating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, they were all sitting at a table, but she was just, like, above everyone. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed. I don't know if it was just she had, like, a taller chair or something, but it literally just looked like she was, like, sitting there for legs crouched, just, like, floating above <laughs> everybody else. I, that's what I'm thinking, you know, not only does she have the power to read minds, mm-hmm. and um, maybe she, we also established maybe she even has the power to bring other people into her space to read minds too because Akshay is so convinced that, Alec, that one yeah. of the Alex's is the idol and so is Ivana. so there's only one explanation they're reading minds together yeah. but now all of a sudden we're establishing that she has levitation powers too mm-hmm. like what I, I don't even know where this is going to end I mean every yeah. episode more Lavana's powers are realized <laughs> just I, it just more. makes me kind of excited slash afraid to see what comes next I mean yeah. it already seems like she's so overpowered exactly so more of Lavana's powers are coming out, but less of Tarowski's legs are coming out. Oh my gosh, that is my basis. <laughs> like, it was so weird. Like, every single time you see Tarowski on screen, whether it's in a confessional on screen, you always see, you know, he's wearing these shorts, you see his legs. Especially in these confessionals, like, he's just, he's just spreading it all out there. And then this episode, we get a confessional where only we see Tarowski from the chest up. It was, yes. I was, it caught me so off guard. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. Like, I was like, who is that? Who is this man? You know, I have a hunch that, we, we did talk like, last week about um Tarowski having best legs and probably being mm-hmm. voted best legs in the high school yearbook so maybe George cropped out his legs because you know it was a little bit too risque for the Ooh, viewers yeah. they're getting too excited a little too distracted yeah a little bit too distracted he, he wants them to focus on the strategy mm-hmm. and not just too much on Tarowski's legs because yeah. you know we, are, we know that the that the hundreds of thousands of, of viewers of this podcast are now just going to be so focused on Trowski's legs. Yeah, they just might not. They might just miss all of a sudden. Wow, Trowski found the idol. I, I didn't even notice that. I'm just looking at his legs the whole time. <laughs> so the main event of this episode, I think, was the summit. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was crazy when they announced the summit and you know Trowski to confessional saying and what it was. I could have never expected. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, I did not expect that either. I had no clue what it was going to be. This is definitely one of the coolest twists I've seen in any like, Survivor game, both CBS, college, anything. I can even, like, start to wrap my head around, like, the concept of this and, like, how it came to be. I, I wish we could, yeah. like, talk to George right now and, like, I don't know, but that's impossible. Wait, is it impossible? 
It's never impossible. Keep your torch lit. <laughs> Let's bring on the mastermind behind this show. The one, the only, George. George. Jane. 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 John. 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 George. George. It's me. Uh, ah! Whoa! 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 <laughs> Miracles do happen. Wow. That was insane. I mean, I just joined. It's not like a... It's not a big deal. I don't know. I, I kind of think the technology <laughs> is kind of like a miracle. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't understand how phones and all this yeah. stuff works, really, so... You've been recording a podcast for how many weeks now, and you, you're just discovering technology? Well, how we've been doing it was just relying on Lavana to transmit our voices to each oh, other. Oh, okay. See, that makes sense then. Yeah. yeah. Well, hi. Hey. Hello. What's up, it's George? Me, George. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> the founder um, of Survivor Michigan. All right. Yep. One of the one of the co-founders and current uh, Jeff Probst knockoff, all around just bad guy, somehow made his way onto this podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All around great guy. Like, I, I just feel Whoa. like we need to see more of your face. Like, that's the one thing missing from this episode is a lot of times it's, it's focused more on the contestants. I want to see more George. Actually, of all the episodes to say that comment, <laughs> maybe I have the most screen time I've ever had. So really? <laughs> and you know, that that was because of the summit, which is what we were yeah. talking about. Oh. Right before we brought mm, you in. The summit. Yeah, so let's break down this like amazing summit so first of all like how did you get this idea to do this summit because i haven't really seen anything like this in right any, like survivor college i mean there's been people meeting up before in different tribes and deciding things but never just like this weird well you know kind of logic game or mind game or whatever trying to get people to decide well, who wins immunity so yeah just walk us through that so like just up front you know there has been obviously you know on the real show summits in the past, but most of those summits have been very different. Um, either, uh, for example, in Millennials versus Gen X, they kind of just literally had a summit where they met, ate some food, and then left. I think um, in other seasons, they've met up, I think, in Amazon, and uh, they, they met up and then decided the new tribes for a tribe swap. But I wanted to make this, like, part of the challenge. I didn't want to, you know, going into this... Well, actually, okay, so the real idea how it all started was... We have, when we were creating the challenges for, for each week, we wanted to lay them out based on how many people were, like, actually playing. Mm -hmm. And we had some backups, um, just in case certain ones weren't going to work or we couldn't make certain things work in time or people couldn't make it. And this was not a backup, but it was not supposed to be that week. Oh. So what happened was not everyone could make the challenge. They were all going to, you know, weren't going to be able to make it for this, like, really important, like, everybody needed to be there kind of challenge. So we thought, why not do the summit this week? And it kind of changed our plans overall, but I think it I think it was the perfect timing for it. So the idea was, yeah, let's put this out there. Let's have four people come here and make this, like, you know, dilemma of the challenge isn't anything crazy. It's just talking. You really never see that on the real show, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I, I've always, yeah. I've always wanted those like logic puzzles or something to just be a challenge where it directly affects the outside game behind the challenge. But besides just one tribe is going to tribal council or whatever, I wanted it to be like, yo, you could swap, you could get votes cast against each other, something could happen. So yeah, that's kind of how it really started. It took, it took a while really to crank out the fine tuning and stuff, mm -hmm. but that was kind of the basis of it all. 
So going into the summit, did you have any predictions on what was going to happen? Like, did you think they would for sure swap or like? Yes. Like, what were your predictions? So uh, this is actually funny. So I actually have saved on my desktop, um, like a couple, I want to say like 20 second clip of Cooper doing a confessional <laughs> after the summit. And he directly asked me that question of, did you want to swap? And I just, I paused for a second. <laughs> I just said, yeah, like 4,000%. Of course I want to swap. What are you talking about? Like, duh. <laughs> Like, that would be so exciting. But I was never going to go out of my way to make that, like, what what was going to have to happen. So the fine-tuning of it all was to make each option seem pretty decent. Or not decent, but, like, reasonable, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, in one, in one instance, like, if you, if you swapped, yeah, it's super bad. But you do get immunity, and both tribes are going to tribal council. Mm-hmm. So you have short-term safety, but maybe possibly bad long-term uh, game. Um, then on the reverse side, it was, okay, so you are just forfeiting the challenge and potentially staying on your tribe for a long-term game, but in the short-term game, you have a vote cast against yeah. your, yourself, and you're going back to your tribe just basically saying, hey, we lost, and it's my fault. So I definitely wanted to swap, but I, I mean, regardless, it was still really exciting to just to be there and watch the whole thing. I'd imagine. What, what did you think of the players that were chosen to be the people to participate in the summit? Like, like four guys and four guys who have all like kind of had pretty big right. presences on screen so far. This was like when I got the texts of of uh, who was going to show up. It was so obvious. Like, of course it was going to be this one. <laughs> like, it, it was like, I thought, I thought maybe, and it was almost um, possible that maybe Leia would be coming, but I think it just, you know, it turned out the way it turned out. I think just those four, their personalities match exactly what this kind of challenge was. So they were never going to, like, let someone else make that decision. I think on the Neela tribe, Cooper definitely wanted to to go, maybe you know, see Leia there or something, or uh, you know, so, something cool with that. And Tarowski or Thal, that you know, the Alexes potentially were going to be big advocates for going as well. On the other side, something you didn't actually see, but it was actually mentioned. So here's your inside scoop right here. Whoa! Insider Ooh. info. Yeah, watch out. Here we go. <laughs> it was mentioned very quickly. So Mitch, you know, he volunteers, which you know it, it is very interesting. I want to ask you guys about that later. Of like. Should he have volunteered with the position he was in? But then after that, the decision came down to either Matthew or Leia going. And they actually did a coin flip um, to decide who went. So Leia was a coin flip away from actually going. She did later say that same week that she was fine with not going because, you know, potentially the people going might be okay anyways. She might get information from them and she doesn't put a target on her back. But yeah, so it was a coin flip away from from changing up there. But no, yeah, I, I do want to ask you guys about Mitch specifically did you think it was the right move for him to be going after doing something like that text the week before yeah that's a good question i feel like when you're in a position like that you either want to like move towards being more trustworthy of your tribe and putting yourself just kind of like stepping back in the shadows or like maybe you're you're scared that it's going to be you so you might want to like be like want to switch something up so like i feel like especially how weird that six is like i don't think it would have i don't i don't <laughs> that's a good way to put it like him going and like potentially wanting to like swap up the game and maybe seeing some light on the other tribe or something because i i really feel like it seemed like he thought he was in danger with you know the whole text message and everything yeah one of the things that honestly i thought was kind of crazy was the fact that like after that had happened and that mitch had kind of like alienated the guys in a way 
that they sent two guys to the summit. Like, I just seen <laughs> Right. And, you know, I understood that Matt and Leia had a coin flip, but I'm, I'm surprised they didn't just say, like, you know what? Like, the girls weren't just, you know, like, you know what? No, like, Leia's going to go. Matthew's not going to go. Or, you know well, what? Like, Mitch, you want to go? But, like, no. Like, in the, that's in the like, episode. so much leverage after Mitch made that mistake. You know, Nikhil got voted out kind of partially as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking, like, man, if I was one of the girls, I would not want right after that comment that Mitch makes. Mitch is going to now go to the summit along right. with Matthew, who is, like, another guy who is kind of growing up with Cam and some of the other guys. Well, so, uh, if you, back in the episode, they make, you know, reference of it really quick, but some of them had things they had to do during that time. So, like, for example, Jess couldn't go because she had something. Brittany couldn't go. So that's kind of the reason maybe... Jess is not sorry about having to yeah, just that. Right, of course. Very not sorry. <laughs> On the know, she believes in the good of people, and so... <laughs> you know, she just, she, it's okay. But yeah, so I, I think maybe some of those people might have, have wanted to go if they could, and maybe things would have changed that. But it really came down to, I think it was, the only people who were able to go was Leia, Matthew, Mitch, and Liz. And I forget what happened with Liz, but I don't know if she actually wanted to go. And I don't I don't think it was maybe in her personality to, like, kind of put herself out there more than she was going to be. That makes sense. I can definitely see Matthew as someone who is going to be very outward about wanting to go. Yeah. I guess I'm not as sure about Liz Mm -hmm. or Leia, whether they would be as excited about it. (laughs) Well, it's funny, too, because as some people know that I've I've told, uh, I have, you know, basically thousands of terabytes worth of just Matthew footage alone. Um, (laughs) He he daily sent me uh, uh, video files, just didn't even really have to set up confessionals with him. He just took care of that himself. And a lot of the a lot of the confessionals he talked about after the summit that week was like, you know, I, I wasn't really, you know, and he says this a lot in general, but you know, I don't, I don't want to come off as a big threat, but also, like, <laughs> I'm a threat. Like, I got to do this. Like, I got to be super mobile in the game. And so I think there's this huge, like, dichotomy between what he wants to do and what he wants to be perceived as. And so, yeah, it, yeah he, was, he, he was... He wants to be under the radar, but he wants people to observe the master, you know? Of course. <laughs> as, as all masters do, yeah. uh, they prove themselves in, right. in the public eye, yeah. Now, now George, uh, I, I feel like I remember you telling a story once about okay. um, Matthew's confessionals and how you would, you would walk to class. Jesus, yeah. So, as I referenced, got a lot of Matthew footage, and something I needed to do, you know, weekly as the show was, you know, being filmed was keep up to date with how everyone was doing in terms of the game, all that kind of stuff, because when I go back to edit it, I don't want to sift through it all and not know what I'm looking at um, ahead of time. The problem is, is when you have terabytes worth of Matthew footage, <laughs> you have to be watching it constantly, every day. So, yeah, when I would bike or walk to class, I would just put on a Matthew confessional in my headphones on my phone <laughs> off of Google Drive and just listen to it so i i have matthew's voice stained in my in my mind and what was funny too was one time i was on and i was just walking to class and leia was riding her bike past me as i was listening to a matthew confessional so it was it was very weird she was like hey george I was like wait what huh? oh, I'm, sur- I'm just surrounded by survivor all the time oh my gosh there's no escape there's no, no escape yeah. Especially yeah. when Matthew's involved. Some, yeah. some people listen to music. Some people might listen to a podcast. 
<laughs> I know, like keep your torch lit. But right. you know, not, not very out. many other people can say that uh, their go-to is the beautiful voice of Matthew Israel. But I mean, yeah, lucky for those people, they do not have to deal with that. Yes, yeah, very much so. <laughs> Going back to the summit, I had a question. So I agree with Jack that I see why Mitch wanted to go to the summit just in case he wanted to like swap and get out of the situation he was in. But then why did he ultimately agree for Maison to go to trial? I actually have some insight on that. That's actually a good question. As you've kind of seen, and you know, Mitch talked about this when he uh, was referencing the meetup with the guys afterwards where they, they met up at, at uh, uh, Tarowski's house. Mm-hmm. He was always going to have Maison's like, best interest at heart. And it's weird because when Mitch volunteered and when Mitch went to the summit, I don't think really in his head he was thinking... I'm going to do this to better my position. Mm. Uh, I think maybe, yeah, sure. Like, obviously, he wants to get information and all that. But I think a lot of it also was to prove to his tribe that he was there for them. Mm. And so when he, when they lost, when they forfeited, he really thought that was the best decision for the tribe. And he even, you know, references that going into tribal council. And so to other people, that looks like he's just being flimsy or he's taking control of the situation. But I truly do believe at that time... Mitch was thinking, you know what, we have a, you know, we have a solid six and I trust them to vote out the seventh person. Little did he know that there was some, I mean, like whether or not he finds out later or if he knew more than he let on, you know, he was in a pretty sticky situation just by volunteering with, before yeah. he even made the decision. So I, yeah, I honestly don't think it was kind of a, uh, a sneaky move from his perspective, but others might've thought it was. Oh, Mitch. Yeah, very sad. It does seem like some others are very quick to label anything Mitch does Mm -hmm. as suspicious. Right, as you... People think that Mitch just sucks. Yeah, or (laughs) Mitch is a snitch, or Mitch is a... You know what? You know what? I actually, uh, last episode, not this episode, almost ended up calling... I I didn't want to, but I almost ended up calling the episode just Mitch Sucks. Uh, <laughs> that would give away too much, and I, w- I would much rather just have you know something more interesting. But I, I was that close to just making it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been legendary. Oh jeez, we did like the love polygon title that you ended up choosing, right. but uh, yeah. um, I guess we were also curious about about calling it love polygon. What exactly makes it a love polygon? Yeah, so quickly on that, you'll get more of that in the next episode, like right at the beginning. But I could give you an insider scoop and uh, could give you a little bit of stuff yeah uh, this is this is not well yeah this is not a whoa spoilers necessarily but it's a little (laughs) bit more of a preview we'll say a whoa preview whoa Whoa, preview preview um so basically uh this was uh, something i couldn't really give context to in the moment because it would kind of spoil the fact that jess was gonna end up going uh kind of right before tribal the girls met up and by girls, yeah, I just mean, like, within the Maison 6. So Brittany, Liz, and, and uh, Leia met up. And they talked really quickly, just, like, jokingly. They were talking a little strategy, but it was mainly just like a, haha, we're going to travel kind of thing. They were like, you know what? Our votes are so unanimous and boring. We need to spice this up. And so they decided they were going to put together just... The weirdest tribal council performance, uh, and, and when a certain when a certain phrase was mentioned, they were just going to start talking about love and polygons. And <laughs> I legitimately, I going into tribal, I didn't even know about this because they filmed it, you know, pretty close to tribal. 
So I just kind of was so confused in that moment that I was almost like the viewers. I was just in, in awestruck at, at the stupidity, but also <laughs> funness of it all. So I just thought it was like a left field moment that kind of needed to be the episode title. But you'll get, you'll get more context there. Yeah, that was great. That's awesome. I love that Matthew was like, he was like thinking like, how many sides does the poly have? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think right afterwards, once I stopped recording, like once Jess left and it was just the six, I turned the cameras off and I was like, what? Like, I, just, <laughs> I asked them just personally, like, can you explain to me? And they're like, you'll see, you'll see the footage. I'm like, great, fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's, that's something. Okay, so... <laughs> After the summit, there's that really short confessional of Leia and Cooper, and nobody said anything, but Leia was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that was actually, okay, that was like an hour-long conversation that I thought was summed up pretty well with just that moment. 100%. It, um, there's a couple here and there, there's a couple Leia-Cooper conversations as the, more towards this part of the season. Not really, in the, in the early stages of the game, they were talking, but not really meeting up as much as they they were now but these these recent conversations weren't as critical it was basically them just sharing information right like they've been saying they're mm-hmm. you know they're 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 keeping each other up to date but besides a little uh an idol oh, yeah. uh, oh what but besides that yeah they've just been having kind of you know conversation about everything and that was right after the summit cooper just you know he wanted to make sure leia knew everything so she he goes over he starts explaining and Leia's just walking through it in her mind, and so that that moment happens. It wasn't, you know, you can take it as you will, whether she was excited about it or just Mm -hmm. contemplating what to do, or she was upset or confused. But it was just—I just thought it was like a funny little moment to put in there. That was perfect. Uh, Which was funny because I I completely edited down that hour to like different clips and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, screw it, just put this. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you really need. So that's all you need. Yeah. Love it. Levano also had a confessional after where she was, like, explaining stuff. And there's this oh new God. Elias that we didn't know of, of Alex, Alex, and Thaw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a power trip. I'm so glad you caught that. Not a lot of people caught that, but Levana has had a little bit of an issue throughout the whole season in her confessionals in, in keeping track of which Alex is which. Early on in the season, the first, like, two weeks, she mismatched them over and over again, and I had to keep asking her in confessional, do you mean... This person, because this person is not, like, they don't look like that, the way you're saying. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, th- that was just a moment where I was like, okay, you not only messed them up, you you made a third <laughs> Alex. <laughs> you made a third Alex. That's, that's yeah. too many. That's yeah. The third Alex, I don't know if the world could be able to handle that. The world is re- barely able to handle it too. Right. You replaced Kara with a third Alex. <laughs> wow. I mean, she, wow. we did talk last week about how, um, Kara's not super similar to the Alex's. She is mm-hmm. maybe about half the height of Tarowski, different mm-hmm. gender too, mm-hmm. and not quite as outspoken as he is. You know, I'm pretty sure that the Alex's weren't as much enemies with Jonathan as Kara um, seemed to be. But all that aside, we, we do know that Lavana knows everything. So everything, correct, yes. She's <laughs> just trying too hard to appear clueless. Or um, she knows there's a twist where a third Alex is about to come in. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, Whoa, watch wow. out. That's, that's the shakeup next week, guys. Oh watch out. Third Whoa, Alex. spoilers. Whoa, spoilers. sorry, guys. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. 
so what, what's his last name going to be? Like Thal? Something with a T. Yeah, of course. Something with a something with a T. Thalrowski. <laughs> My mom did text me. Lavana, kind of clueless. <laughs> I guess, if only she knew. If only, if only she knew. knew. Is she is she watching the same show we're watching? I oh. think Lavon just has like too many clues, and it might just kind of be like sensory overload, you know? <laughs> like all of these brain waves and like signs being sent. That she's kind of like I think she's kind of maybe been branching her power like too thin. Like we talked earlier before you came on about how now in this episode she's kind of like levitating above everybody else. I think mm-hmm. Lavonitating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's there's a confessional where she, everybody's sitting down and she's kind of like sitting on another chair that's above everybody else or something like that. But she, it really looks like she's levitating. Yeah. It's kind of right. at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, it looks like where it actually is. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can kind of give you a little bit more insider stuff in general, maybe not just this episode. Lavana was the first ever confessional I actually did for the show. Wow. Uh, first yeah, she she uh, she came over filmed for about half an hour she left and i'm like yep made the right decision to make the show that was worth it right there just filming lavana for a half an hour i could just i could stop the show right there and just release that <laughs> half an hour and it would have been golden she, she was just like you know it that that alone just made the season for me like i, I didn't need anything else it was it, i could just have that half an hour of lavana and i could i could die happy Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Get ready for a, a Lavana confessional next week. Potentially my favorite Lavana confessional of all time. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. This is actually an interesting question. If you were in Mitch's position for the summit, just going back to the summit real quick, would you have preferred to swap? Or do you, would you kind of risk it oh. for the biscuit and stay on Maison? All right, kind of the thing that we were discussing as we were watching it, because, yeah, we all, it's actually the first episode all three of us were able to watch together, which mm-hmm. is really fun. That's so cute. But um, <laughs> all of us were like, wow, why would they not swap? We, we all thought it was, it was so obvious they should swap. Because right. We're thinking, okay, you guys have, yeah, there's two people getting voted out. All four of you mm-hmm. have immunity. That means that, what, there'll be 12 people left? Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's a, that means that there's probably at most two, maybe even only one tribal you need to survive after that. So it's like, I we kind of felt like that is a way better odds of making merge than forfeiting, getting a vote cast against you, and then telling your tribe, oh, yeah. I'm the reason that we lost. Right. Mitch actually, I think, was the biggest reason behind the uncomfortable position that I think that Neela thought they might be in if they swapped. Because if you watch that summit, it's really like Neela going like, yo, if you swap over, we got your back. Like, we'll, we'll talk to those guys and we'll be like, hey, keep them safe and we'll all work together at the merge. But really, when they talked about Maison, like the Neela swap went over to Maison, Mitch was kind of like, I don't know how well you guys will do. And it wasn't really that comforting, I feel, to <laughs> wow. the other yeah. side. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that might have been a big deal. I definitely know that Cooper wanted to swap. 100%. Was he really wanted to swap, but he didn't want to ruin his game and like go against you know what what other people were doing and be the only person who wrote down swap or something like that. Uh, but you know, as as we know, he might have felt comfortable with Leia on that other tribe and also yeah, having exactly. safety. It did kind of seem like both tribes had kind of an expendable person, mm-hmm. where it's like most people would have been okay with keeping the other two and mm-hmm. getting rid of you. Yes, in, in that case, was kind of the expendable person. And they probably would have listened to uh, what Matthew and Mitch had to say. Maybe not. I don't know. My guess is they probably would have. I'm thinking for Mitch, maybe 
I don't really know how well, like, how Matthew came off at this point in the season, like, two other people. Like, a lot of his big scheming isn't strategies, but, like, I feel like if I was Mitch, I'm like, okay, if I swap, and then we have, do have to go to another tribal council where both me and Matthew are vulnerable, I feel like it's more likely that Matthew gets voted out than, than Mitch does. Mm, good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and Mitch is already kind of in the hot water in his own tribe. Yeah. I think that almost the change of scenery almost could have been nice for yeah. him, in a way, to, like... I have a tribal where I'm safe and just need to survive maybe one more, maybe not, maybe I win the <laughs> and I just don't even yeah. need to worry about tribal. So I, I think it's tough because like we can say what we would have done if we were Mitch, mm-hmm. but Mitch doesn't know everything. He only knows his yeah. side. And right. He was like, you know, he said he did some damage control. Maybe he felt like the damage control worked really well and he was really safe now. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of tough to know like exactly what he knew at the time. It's way easier to, see the big picture and yeah. decide what we think would be best. I, I definitely think from Mitch's perspective, that was the best move was what he did. Like in his, in his mindset, that was like the best thing for him. And also like the quote unquote Maison tribe. So not having the full picture, but also having your own perspective is going to change things drastically. Yeah. So yeah. ended up ultimately working out the way that Mitch wanted to, which is wild by the way. And we can get to that. <laughs> but the fact that like Matthew and Mitch, two people who were, already kind of in, in shady water with different people on that Maison 6 alliance had that vote against them and still didn't go was pretty pretty wild to me, at least. Yeah, let's, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, everything leading up to Tribal. One thing I noticed was Leia, Cam, Brittany, and Matthew trying to go back to their root alliance. Yes. Before. Yeah, that, that seemed definitely to come kind of out of the blue. Like, even to... Um, you know, the people who got that group message. So why, why do you think that also then like sprung back up? This was actually surprising for me as well. It was, it was definitely an out of the blue thing. And Leia kind of talks about it as that. She's just like, oh yeah, this. It was, <laughs> I think a lot of it was like this dissent about, you know, Liz and Mitch and this idea that like, not only are we coming up to a potential, it's just going to be us and we need to vote someone out eventually on a, in our own alliance. But also just the matter of Brittany is really hating Mitch and she's making that concern to other people. And Matthew knows that last week Lays kind of almost went for him, but didn't. And so that four kind of just naturally came back up again, but just kind of out of the blue. So it was more of a precautionary measure, I feel. Why do you think they ended up choosing to get rid of Jess then? And why not take the shot at Mitch or Matthew if they have the votes against them? Especially like... I know Brittany was probably pushing it hard, but how hard exactly was Brittany pushing, you know, voting for Mitch? Because I know she has a pretty strong dislike of him. I think that was the big thing there was like, if it's either going to be Brittany gets through to everybody mm-hmm. and, and Mitch goes, or she decides not to make the move and they go with Jess. She mentioned it really quickly, but she didn't want to ruin that relationship with Liz yet. She's, she was just getting super close with her. And by voting out Mitch like that, that kind of tarnishes that relationship. So she was like kind of worried. She was like, I, oh, God, I want him out so bad. But also that hurts everything I've just built up with Liz these past few yeah. weeks. But now she's, you know, going back to this original four. It's really almost like she she's going to be on the opposite side of Liz anyways. So do you make the move now when you have the vote against Mitch? Or do you wait and potentially cause some more tension for yourself but i also think the a, a potential swap upcoming might have made things turn around as well you don't you don't want to go into a swap with a bunch of people like confused and wanting oh, to yeah. take yourself out 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, you you do have this six, and it definitely seems like the safe option to kind of just get rid of the seventh person because you can always kind of fall back to like in the case of a swap or a merge or whatever. You know, it kind of seems like the six is a very chaotic six, but it's also like at least they know each other. Mm-hmm. I guess I can see how you would rather stick with this six than like the other. There's the other tribe who they you know other than Cooper they haven't really interacted with a ton and up until this episode I guess right. not Matthew and Mitch have. It's kind of like the whole enemies you know rather than enemies you don't kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow, that's an episode title right there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess going more to like tribal, you ask the question like who feels safe again, and Liz is always like popping her hand up like <laughs> I trust my lions. But Jess also felt safe. Oh, yeah. Why do you think she was, she like felt, is it because she sees the good in everyone or? Jess wasn't a big Survivor fan. She was one of the few people that didn't really know the show too well. And so she, I don't think she really was in the big gaming mode. In the first episode, she kind of mentions, she's like, yeah, I don't really know the whole Alliance thing. I don't really know. I just want to be nice to everybody. And so, yeah, I think she's just thinking of from the perspective of like a season one of Survivor, like a Borneo-esque, like, we are all friends and we're going to vote with our friends. Um, yeah. She, yeah. There's a much bigger picture going on. So I think that's probably, you know, she's, I wouldn't say she's living in a different world, but she's definitely living in like a world that's nicer than, than it was actually. And it just made it more heartbreaking for her, I think. And I, uh, I lied to you guys, and I said there wasn't any more episodes where there wasn't going to be, like, a post, you know, like, memoriam, whatever. Yeah. Jess also didn't have one. I'm sorry I forgot. But she... George. Yeah, she kind of just... Uh, she didn't stomp out of there, but she kind of just got the heck out of Dodge after that tribal. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally forgot about that one. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, so, some of these, they get in, they get out, they're kind of done with it, and they're kind of, not, I don't want to say butthurt, because Jess, you know, she was definitely after, she was very grateful to us, but definitely some people are kind of like, all right, I'm out of here, and Jess, yeah, Jess is one of those. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Especially when you feel safe. We kind of got an introduction to her as the person that just showed up late. Um, she was late to the first challenge, and I thought it was kind of interesting that, like, that was kind of the first impression, and first impressions can be wrong sometimes. And I was like, you know what? Maybe she'll kind of overcome this. And like, because um, you know, if I were her showing up late, I would automatically people would automatically think like, oh, she, she doesn't even care about this. And I think it was kind of funny that like throughout the season, we kind of saw like, well, it's not that she doesn't care about the game, but she isn't as into it as other people. Mm-hmm. Some other people are, you know. Right. Um. You know, I think that that one con- that confessional that she had really kind of summed it up, where she mentioned all the things that she was not sorry about, which was... <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry about that, mm-hmm. and I'm also not sorry about that, and I'm not sorry about being too busy to go to the summit. She just is unapologetically... Jess, she is unapologetically has mediocre Jess. interest in the game. Yeah. yeah. She, um, Jess was, like, she kept that stigma from day one because she just continued kind of that way. To no fault of her own, maybe, she kind of just was always doing something. For the for the scavenger hunt, she was sleeping, so she wasn't able to partake. You know, she had to sit out. There was always something she was doing. She wasn't there for specific weekends to, like, strategy, talk, and meet up with people before tribals. And so, yeah, I mean, those clips you saw of her were the only times she met up with people. She only met up mm-hmm. those times. And, yeah, so it was kind of just... A matter of time before Jess left. Mm-hmm. Imagine watching this show from just the perspective of Jess 
and then all of a sudden her going home because there's so much going on yeah. that she wasn't knowing about this whole thing yeah. with with Mitch versus you know, and Matthew and the girls and the guys and she didn't know about the text she didn't know about any of that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I I wanted to talk about the continuation of the Alex bromance in this. Episode. Oh my! Yes, one oh. of my favorite storylines ever. <laughs> I've gotten um, many a message from just fans or friends, family of just, are these two dating? Because they should. <laughs> they definitely should if they're not. And sadly, they are They are not dating. But why not? They should be. Right? Like, yeah, come that's, on. That's the love polygon I really want to see. That's the real love polygon. Yeah, five, the five Alex T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we see the five yeah. together, too. Right. This This is just every week I got footage of these guys doing something whether it was <laughs> apple picking kayaking <laughs> going to the hospital the hospital one was wild to me oh my god i i it was late at night and just a little like insider into like how like everything works you know mm-hmm. there's the big google drive everybody sends their footage into their own little folder and just i get a notification when someone uploads a new one and i got this notification late at night and the thumbnail is just those two in the hospital. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, what just happened? Because, you know, Cam just, you know, he had a little incident as well. He has, you know, he had his, uh, his arm in a, in a sling. And I was like, is my whole cast just dying before <laughs> my eyes? Wait, uh, do you know how Cam got his arm in the sling? Yeah. Oh, yes. I totally, I totally should talk about that. So it didn't really fit into the full scheme of, of, the story it was kind of like a, a, a last minute thing that kind of happened like right before tribal or like leading up to tribal a lot of people there were were hashtag blindsided uh when he <laughs> showed up like that including myself but cam as as you know some of you guys know is he was the you know captain of the quidditch team at yeah. michigan you know quidditch is a full contact sport and he just got a, a big injury i thought okay maybe i could put this in there and like have him explain it and stuff but also with all the chaos of that specific week, it, I thought it was kind of more funny to just be like, oh, also, I have this. <laughs> like, going into this Maison yeah. meeting, I also have this set going on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We were talking about how Cam like, always seems like he does not want to be talking to the camera. <laughs> so <laughs> seems Cam, Cam did this thing called Bedtime Stories with Cam where he, uh, he would start a lot of his early uh, confessionals with just, all right, welcome to Bedtime Stories with Cam. And then he would talk to the camera. And, and yeah, it was kind of quiet most of the time. And it was kind of, you know, simple because most of the time he'd record them at night. But also sometimes he would have his like heater or air conditioning on or something mm. at full blast. So oh. just like half of that footage was just not usable, sadly. Um, <laughs> oh, all, the, all the bedtime stories are lost. Yeah. No, all the bedtime stories. They're pretty epic tales of just Cam's adventures through through this game. No, but for real, uh, he definitely has more of a quiet tone to himself. And, you know, other people have mentioned that. Of He's a quiet guy. When he had the pizza party, he was kind of just sitting around, chilling, simple stuff and that's kind of cam you know that's he's it's a very stark contrast to like the matthews and leia leia's of the game who are very out there with their personalities and not afraid to show you who they are where cam is more reserved and a very different type of player that's why i think it's really interesting that matthew seemed to sort of gravitate towards right it's like kind of a opposite to track sort of situation where he could just kind of just keep talking about the game to cam and cam would just be like yep 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I can also see Matt's. I would. My guess. I, I don't really know Cam that much that well in real life. He did actually accept my Facebook friend request. Wow. Wowie. Um, wow. Anyways, also saying all that aside, I don't know him super well, but my guess is that his in-game personality and real-life personality are definitely a lot closer to each other than Matthew's in-game personality. Definitely. And personality. Definitely. Yeah. Cam is is Cam twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that Matthew being a more of a chill person, real. I can see their their real-life personalities. Yeah. Um, definitely being definitely getting along, and also. Right. Think about it too. I mean, maybe Matthew, all Matthew confessionals were that extra, but you're you're sifting through these terabytes of uh, footage. <laughs> maybe yeah. he's chill for you know nine hundred hours, and then one <laughs> one hour of it, he's just like yeah. absolutely nuts. And that's Insider info: No, <laughs> it's all the time. It's all all the time. Maybe the connection we can make is survivor matthew is the lion and regular yeah. matthew is like a lemur or something yeah <laughs> they see in two lemurs yeah. they're definitely gonna get yeah. along with each other oh. there you go my favorite part of the trial before you ask you some more like questions about casting was that mitch's buff was like smushing his glasses <laughs> <laughs> he looked so funny I, I couldn't take him seriously mitch was very serious that tribal <laughs> well he wasn't like when he answered questions he wasn't as serious but his face was yeah. so oh yeah see every time i cut to him it was just like he was stoic and he was just <laughs> thinking and he was just he was there for business he was he was here to vote somebody off but <laughs> i do like his line that when i asked him do you know what's going on with this love polygon <laughs> he's just like you're the only one i love george oh yeah <laughs> Oh, that's the real love polygon, guys. I think it's us three towards Mitch, and then Mitch towards you. So gotcha. The- right, okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. My mom is somewhere, too, because she <laughs> I like Mitch. He seems like a good guy. Okay, <laughs> so your mom's up in this as well. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure most polygon. moms are, are kind of spectators uh, also watching this and, and loving Mitch. Mitch just seems like somebody that you'd want your friends to be friends with your mom. You know? Yeah, like. I- he- my mom definitely wanted me to be friends with Mitch. She's asked me three or four times if I'm friends with him. So. Wow. The perfect son, Mitch Doppel. <laughs> Un- unreal. Unless unless Brittany is the mother. And then, I don't know. Oh, buddy. that She sent him off to boarding school immediately. <laughs> yeah, so George, when you were casting people, like, what were you looking for that got us these great characters like, like Mitch? God, and guys, so, maybe overlook some like even better characters. Like, all right, you know, <laughs> ins- insider scoop. Jack applied for the first season. He had an interview. He didn't make the final cut, but he did make the next season. Woo! No, whoa, whoa! Spoilers. Whoa, whoa. Never give up, basically. Never give up, and uh, I was very happy. I even sent him like an email afterwards when I found out he got in. Yeah. Because I definitely, see, you know, I saw the potential there. Okay. Yeah, I, I had, had to work on myself for a semester. Right. <laughs> with casting, so this was kind of the summer leading up to it was when we were doing everything, me and Claire, and uh, we got this Google form, a Google form out there, and it was kind of like the first round of interviews. We were just like, all right, we just want to put out this, this quick thing and just see on the base level what kind of person these people are. And we, we didn't want to just get a bunch of super fans. We didn't want to just get a bunch of one type of person because... A lot of people applying for potentially the Survivor College Edition were going to be GameBot really big fans. There, there were you know going to be some of those personalities, and you got to have some of them, like Matthew. 
but we wanted to just look for interesting, whatever was interesting. So, for example, Lavana. Lavana put just in the Google form, like, never seen an episode of the show, but just so excited for this. She's a freshman. She's an acting major. Like, of course we were going to interview her after that, like, do a little Skype call. So we, we looked for that kind of stuff. For example, I remember distinctly, ooh, I don't know if I should share this. Let's just say that uh, Tarowski's Google form, he had maybe the shortest responses of everyone that actually made the, like, final cast. They were really short, really simple, and super cocky. And <laughs> they were unreal. And so there, there's, an, like, an interesting story maybe I can tell after the season's over about something he said in it because it's kind of mm, PG-13 rated R. Mm. I don't really want to mm, mention no. it. But yeah. it was it was like an insta-lock we needed to cast him. Matthew, what casted him was when he he mentioned all the stuff he, he said in episode one where he's like, I made my own winner rankings for all the seasons. I made, like, uh, my own fan fiction or something for the, for the show. <laughs> he, he had all these things. I'm like, oh, this guy's a psycho. We got to get him. Uh, <laughs> the best kind of psycho. The best yeah. kind. Uh, right, a great psycho. Um, Our idea yeah. for a new segment is we find Matthew's fan fiction and read it. Oh, yes. oh, oh my god. Oof, that's a death sentence for his online career if you find that. <laughs> wow. Know, maybe, um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's the exact boost that he needs. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, but yeah, so we had we had the Google Form uh, stuff. We narrowed it down out of about 130 people to about 32. And then we did 32 Skype interviews. And out of that, we got our 18. Wow. It's competitive. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who want to apply in the future? Don't do it. It takes... <laughs> no. Uh, it, it, hmm. Okay, when you, I guess when you're applying. Now, I'm obviously not on the production team anymore so i don't know what they might be looking for but i know what i was looking for was definitely not just a regular type of fan you know it, people who are going to apply for these kinds of things are are going to just say i've seen every season and, you know i love the show i can't wait to apply for the real show and i mean everybody that is applying for this that is a super fan is going to say that yeah. so just you know just like the real show make yourself stand out and and make yourself goofy because what the benefit of college survivor is that we can pick insanely crazy oddballs and not have to worry about how they'll be portrayed on TV, you know? Yeah. So you can you can cast a Lavana because it's it doesn't matter. You can cast whoever you want. So definitely just make yourself stand out, you know? I I can't really say be yourself because if uh if I say that then I just sound <laughs> stupid and and generic, but you know, got to got to do something to stand out. Yeah. I was wondering if anyone who was cast was super different in their application than they were in the actual show. Like, did anyone, was anyone, like, different from your expectations? Cooper. Cooper, <laughs> Cooper, Cooper, Cooper is <laughs> the answer. We casted him thinking he was this innocent, baby-faced sophomore with, <laughs> like, you know, you look at that, you know, that, those glasses, that hair, the, the, the whole look, and you're like, <laughs> what a cute boy. Let's put him on and see what he'll do. And then he's ruthless, like first episode, like I'm in the middle of all of these alliances. Like I am, you know, I don't, I don't give a damn about anybody, you know, like it was, it was definitely Cooper for sure. He, in the, um, in the Skype interview, we asked everybody, we were like, Hey, just what's like your favorite college story that you've had so far in your, in your like college career. And he literally just told us a story about one time I went outside and had a snowball fight <laughs> at night. And yeah, so we were like, you're too cute. Aww. 
we need to put you on. Yeah, it was actually funny because Insider Scoop, again, just throwing all these hot Insider oh, wow. Scoops at you guys. Uh, Cooper wasn't supposed to be on this season. Whoa. Whoa. Yes, Cooper actually was an alternate. Oh, my gosh. And the next alternate after that was actually you, Jack. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. So if Cooper died or something, you know, it was, yeah. it was all you. What happened was this this one guy had he got uh, uh, accepted into study abroad, so he wasn't able to make the cast, oh and so God. we were like, "All right, Cooper, it's your time to shine." And hey, I was a big advocate for Cooper getting on the season originally. Yeah, we did like some point rankings, Claire and I, when we were uh, going through all the different people, and uh, I had him a little bit higher than Claire did, but we thought potentially with having specific types of relationships already on the show that we don't want to have another cross-tribal thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we didn't do that, but then we're like, ah, screw it, Cooper's great, let's put him on. Wow. Um, yep, Cooper almost didn't make it, and this season would have been That's drastically crazy. different. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Of course, the Survivor Michigan history could change dramatically. Completely changed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm curious about, because you and Claire founded Survivor Michigan, mm-hmm. so how, how did it all start? So I, it was my senior year, uh, it was the summer going into my senior year, and I was like, you know what, I haven't really done anything for myself in terms of like joining a, a big organization or, or doing some crazy thing. I'd, I'd done um, this thing called eBuzz, which is a, uh, an entertainment news show on campus, and that was really fun, and I'd also done this production, like a kind of a pilot TV episode, and that was really exciting too, but I really never did something for my own personal interest or gain. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be selfish, and I'm gonna, I, I want to do this. I want to make my own college survivor. I was a big fan of Survivor Maryland. I had always talked about like wanting to do it myself ever since high school, but never had really the guts to do it. And my coworker had a friend who was Claire, and I had never met Claire before Survivor Michigan. Um, we met literally in person the day <laughs> one of filming. Wow. Oh my we, God. Yeah, the summer leading up to it, we Skyped a lot, you know, obviously to do logistical things, meet each other over, you know, online, because she was, like, out of state, and we did all that over, over that. But, yeah, we met up in person right then, because we both had the same, like, passion and dream for this. Like, we, we wanted to do this. It's our senior year. It's the last time we can possibly do it. And so, yeah, Claire and I, we set it all in motion after a couple months, and then the uh, rest is history. When did you get into contact with, like, Austin from Survivor Maryland? Right. Austin was a huge help. So, host, like, for, for not everyone who knows, uh, Austin is the host of, or the former host and creator of Survivor Maryland. And when we were first originally doing the setup for production for what we wanted to do for challenges or just rules or what to tell people, logistical things, using group me, whatever, we were like, we should, we should try to reach out to Austin because he seems like he's really good with the community and he might actually talk to us. So Claire reached out and he instantly was like, yes, yes, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we Skyped him during the casting process, I believe. I think we were in the, like maybe the, the Skype interview portion of it all. And we just asked him, we were just like, hey, what are kind of the pitfalls? What are the problems you've had? How, you know, how often should we do confessionals? How, how do you go about this? He helped us, you know, he was like, oh, you know, there's some possible ways to collect footage, like Google Drive, all that. And, and yeah, he was definitely a big help. So it was, it was more towards like the casting time was, is when he kind of came into things. Okay, makes sense. So now you and Claire were the only producers for season one. Mm-hmm. How, how did it work to be running 
uh, a TV show with only two people. <laughs> uh, it was terrifying. So, okay, I'll start off with this. It's, it's day one. It's the, it's the first challenge. And it's been beautiful weather for weeks, and it's supposed to be beautiful weather for weeks. Oh, no. And then... For just the two hours that we start filming, it starts pouring. <laughs> it is thunderstorming. It is it is wild. It is it is real Survivor. It is like yeah. chaos. There's it looks like there's a tornado about to come through. There's a dog and cat flying through the air. Um, it was it was mental, and that was one of the like the very few times I think only, like the one time where we had an additional help from two of Claire's friends just because, you know, that we had to film a lot of stuff that time. But still, even with just us doing that, it was just crazy because all of the cast outnumbers you. Like, it's yeah. all of these people. And at any moment, they could just say, nah, screw this, this is dumb, and just leave or just not take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And we had to make sure that they enjoyed it and that they took it seriously or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, definitely a panic attack <laughs> after the whole first day because it was just like i was like is this good is any of this footage usable is my camera alive after this <laughs> this whatever there's this great shot of one of claire's friends god god bless her friends by the way because they uh -huh. saved our our butts that day but one of claire's friends was running with my camera while Neela was running to like the sheltered area where they were doing the puzzle during the, that first challenge. And she's running with the tripod with an umbrella over the entire camera. And it just looks like so crazy and so, so college. And, uh, yeah, it was very tough, definitely. Every time after that, it was basically just Claire and I. Sometimes Claire wasn't there because she had other you know, prior obligations. So I would call up my dad and my stepmom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saw my dad in, in the, uh, the memory yeah, challenge. Yeah, your dad was great. Or at least his butt we saw for a long time. <laughs> um, so that definitely was a help. They, they were phenomenal as well. And I think uh, the cast liked them more than me. So maybe my dad can host a season or something. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. It was very hard. And I am. I am so glad that the future of like Survivor Michigan has this giant production team now because yeah. I don't want anyone else to go through that. <laughs> it turned out so well though, George. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad oh, you guys God. like it. Can you just like talk maybe briefly about what the editing process was like? Because I know you actually got it out like pretty quickly. Like I know Austin, who's also was um, kind of a one man team, got it out like his Maryland took like two and a half years with All Star season to edit. Right. So. What was that process like for you? Tough, obviously. <laughs> I guess the the difference is that luckily I'm fortunate enough to want to become like a, an editor in the future. Like I, that's like you know I I majored in screen arts. I want to do editing and production. So I had some prior experience. So it wasn't like I was learning on the fly. Um, I know I think I know Austin had some prior experience too. Mm -hmm. But I was prepared to edit. I was not prepared to edit that much. It yeah. was. Just so much footage, and the majority of it, the majority of editing this kind of a show is just deleting stuff, or at least not deleting, but just like True. removing. It's just yeah. so much stuff that's not going in. You know, you're editing hundreds of hours down to just almost not even one hour episodes, thir and thirteen times, and to choose what you're using is just a long process. So it was just very hard. 
there was, it was definitely also hard because, you know, every week, every hour, I would get a, a text message from somebody saying, uh, is it coming out? When is it coming? My family is asking where it is. Where's the show, George? It's been like a day since I asked you. So that was kind of hard to deal with, but I know everyone was just very excited. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, George, what are you doing now? I am currently uploading Survivor Mystic. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, currently I'm still in Ann Arbor. Um, okay. I am, I'm, uh, the social media manager for the ice arena here, the, the university of Rank Yost. Oh. And I'm also like a facilities manager there. So I'm just like sticking around for a little while before I move away. But really the majority of my time is talking about survivor, uploading survivor, yeah. logistical stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize like, yeah, how, how college this is. Like you mentioned that. That's <laughs> Viewers see these episodes and. They look professional, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Thank people you. have been commenting. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's not just me. It's a lot of people have been commenting these videos, and I'm sure you've seen just how. It's all my account. I just made a bunch of accounts. And, oh, uh, kind of. <laughs> well, you know, the truth comes yeah, out. All these yeah, big sorry. accounts that George made are yeah, just commenting out. on just how incredible everything looks, and how I think it just takes it takes a lot of skill to make something fun to watch. Uh, like you said, it's, it's sorting through these hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage and finding. The combination of them that makes it entertaining, that makes it so that these characters are developed. I mean, even just like a funny little one-second subtle clip of the way Leia is looking at Cooper. <laughs> yeah. you, need, you, might, you might need to sort through an entire hour long of footage to find that. <laughs> yeah, um, and I know, did. So it's, I think that it's just incredible how just, yeah, you and Claire, just a two-person team were able to put all this together. And not just like, just putting it together would be a crazy accomplishment, but putting it together in a way that looks good and is fun to watch. I think that is unbelievable. Oh, I really, I really, really appreciate that because this was like, obviously, you know, a year long journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's super, super awesome to hear. I'm, I'm so glad, like even just this existence of this podcast is so <laughs> awesome <laughs> that there are even uh, fans enough to want to do this. So I, I am so, so thankful to have, people like you guys out there but a lot of it also goes to this cast because like like i can't i couldn't have done any of this if everyone was just boring you know what i mean like i yeah i just had a bunch of bland personalities if we had a bunch of georges out there it's not going to be a good show so sure. i, I there's just there's a bunch of sam's and sarah's out there oh right yeah. if there's a bunch of uh jacks that don't get cast on the show then <laughs> oh, no. oh oh <laughs> um no but like you know i how do you find these people in the real world like i got so lucky with the people i casted like i didn't yeah. even know going into it that the alexes knew each other like i got so lucky a couple days beforehand they're just like yeah by the way we're not going to tell anybody that we're like best friends and roommates i'm like you're roommates and they were and they were roommates and they were roommates I, I couldn't believe it. So it was a lot of luck. It was a lot of support from other people. But yeah, no, I'm I'm so glad it's getting out the way it is. So George, thanks so much for coming on. You're so funny. Yeah. It's so Aww. Funny. We love oh, talking sucks. to you. I'll uh I'll replace one of you three at some point. Okay, we'll <laughs> vo- we'll vote someone off. And I'll <laughs> I mean, as um, long as us guys stick together. Right. If us guys stick together. Um, whoa. <laughs> 
Whoa, whoa, no. Whoa, whoa. I really need oh, to go start. I really need to go start my all girls podcast. Yeah. No, Sarah. No, Sarah. We are in an alliance, though. Like for real. Like yeah. Jack and Sam. They're they're clearly a tight duo. <laughs> and we can't we can't let them get to the merge. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm with you, George. All right, good. We're the set. merge. Oh, we'll see when the merge comes up. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I guess before we go, just real quick, that preview for the next episode, guys. What's gonna happen? Oh, I'm thinking. I, I think, smell a swap. I think it's a um a quadruple tribal console, <laughs> and Sarah's coming back into the game. Oh, four Alex, four and new yeah, Alexes are being four new Alexes, yeah. right? The Alex new love polygon. So mm-hmm. watch out for that. No, uh, this next episode pre- preview. Whoa, preview <laughs> is awesome. This is like. The second gear of the show, I, I would say I don't want to like hype it up too much and, and whatever, but I definitely think this is where things get real. So Ooh. strap in, guys. Strap it in. I'm excited. Yeah, because it seems like I'm very excited. so far, like the episodes have been super compelling, but a lot of the times the people who go home are people who aren't as involved with the game. Right. And now we're going to well, get to the point where... Are you trashing the Fashion Icons Alliance? Okay. I- Ooh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeesh. Yeah, but that, that's true. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Get ready. Get ready. Click, click those seatbelts. Mm-hmm. Click. <laughs> <laughs> great, great sound effect. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us, George. We'd love to have you back on sometime if you can Absolutely. For sure. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. All right. See you. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye. George. Bye. Bye.